phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-489-6985. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-489-6985 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-489-6985 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-489-6985. Not just anybody can make the perfect Sazerac. And not just anybody can offer Louisiana's hospitality industry the perfect workers' comp coverage. The Louisiana Restaurant Association's SIF team knows what hospitality businesses need. We truly care about your team's safety and your success. Everybody who's anybody goes with LRA Workers' Comp. Ask around. In this business, word of mouth is everything. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. The Masters is underway. Tiger Woods on the course, teed off around 11, just after 11 o'clock Central Time. And he's not on a bad uh, tournament, again, considering this is his first tournament competitively in about a year and a half. Uh, a bogey, couple saves for par with some long putts, had a chance at a birdie earlier and was unable to get there. But right now, he's even. Through 10 holes. The birdie coming on 6. The bogey coming on 8. A par 5. The other par 5 he parred. So, look, again, when you look at it right now, your leader is Cameron Smith at 2 under. And he's even, so he's right there. And, uh, you know, still look the back 9 to go. And maybe a chance to get to maybe 1 or 2 under as well. It's just remarkable. He's playing. He's being competitive. And, you know, it's fun to watch. Coming up this hour, Tim Grubbs will join us as we will talk to him about Major League Baseball in this segment as we will hear from him and get his thoughts on Major League Baseball and where I guess the new rules are going to come into effect, the fact that now you have extra innings and it's not going to be you know, a runner on second, you do have the pitching clock, things of that nature. CeCe Sabathia was talking earlier this morning on ESPN Radio about some of these changes, and he's all for some of them. And I think it's something that I'm going to start out with, with Tim that is interesting as well, that he seems to think is coming, and I saw other analysts say as well that he thinks it's it's going to happen. And 
that is something that I will start when we talk with Tim Grubbs here at Mr. Tim Grubbs, who joins us, voice of the uh, wind surge, who, sir, your opening day is tomorrow. Are you ready? I saw on the, on the Twitter page and the social media page, you guys had the, the photo shoot media day yesterday. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, this is the, you know, the best time of year. Everybody's in first place. We're all excited. Um, <laughs> everybody's in good spirit to get the season started. So, uh, no, very excited about uh, opening up the baseball season tomorrow. So one of the things I wanted to start with you, before we get into the teams and the breakdown and all those different things and the divisions, uh, Tim, which we will hear as the season starts today, and my incredibly low level of expectation for my Chicago Cubs, but I, I've heard, I saw yesterday in a preview segment with Carl Ravage and the rest of the crew. I, I listened to Buster this morning, Jeff Passan. There's a very real belief that robot umpires and automated strike zone is coming. It's just either going to be next year or the year after, but it's coming. Like they, to hear that many people say they weren't laughing, Tim, there's going to be an automated strike zone. It's coming. I, I will tell you right now, it's a hundred percent. Unless there's only, I would say there's only one way it's not coming if the technology doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a triple A. Um, it's, it's moving its way up the minor league ranks. Mm. Um, they, they did it last year in low A. And what they found at the low A level was, you know, with the type of, you know, he had a lot of pitchers who don't throw strikes and, right. you know what I mean? It, it, it needs to be at an upper level for it to get, so you, you're not comparing apples to oranges. You, you've got high elite baseball players that are, that are doing it. It's coming next year. They're, if not next year, the following year. Well, I think the, the union is on board with it. Yeah. Uh, I think there, there is going to be a more consistent strike zone. Um, there's still a couple of different variations of it, um, and I'll get into it. So the autom- so what they're doing this season at the minor league level at some of the leagues. So they are gonna. There is also the a- it's called ABS. In some games, it'll be all the way ABS, which means an automatic balls and strikes. It's, it's figured out by a computer called Hawkeye um, that is in each stadium. And it's going to call balls and strikes. There'll still be an umpire behind home plate. He's going to have an earpiece, that, you know, so he can make the indicator. Obviously, he still needs to be there for catcher's interference, mm-hmm. safe out calls, you know, fair foul. There's still a number of things that he'll do. Now, there are some other games where he will call the game as normal, but you can also do – it's called ABS Challenge. Mm. Um, where like in tennis, because Hawkeye's in tennis, isn't it? Hawkeye's in tennis. Yes. Yep. So, you so we're can used to seeing that. Challenge. And it's fast. Yeah. It's fast. It's mm-hmm. immediate. Um, we have the technology in the minor league ballparks. I've seen it for a few years. Um, you know, and it's it's not – and I know they're working on it because there have been times that I looked at a pitch and I was like, that was a strike. And then you look at the box <laughs> and the computer and you're like, yeah, it was. But, yeah, no, the days of Yadier Molina being a Hall of Fame catcher for, you know, being able to, uh, you know, frame, it. Yeah. frame the pitch mm-hmm. are probably over. Um, well, and that's what I wanted to interrupt you with, year. Tim, because um, that that's the thing that I, that I heard a lot in that conversation. Ravage brought up a stat that only 33, three two pitches, right? We all think three two pitches are uberly important. So you can either get you an out or a walk. And 
Only 33% of those pitches last year turned out to be strikes. A lot of people were swinging out of the box or they were being called out. And then they played a highlight package of balls almost two feet outside of the strike zone that were called strikes. So I think that's why the players' union's on board because a lot of belief is it's going to help the hitters. And CeCe Sabathia this morning, who is you know has one of those positions in Major League Baseball that's right next to the commissioner right now, um, I thought I was surprised. He said, I'm all for it because he says, I'll pitch five times and each strike zone every single time I go to the mound is completely different. And then I don't know what to do or how to go about it. So I think if both sides know where it's I, at. I, I agree. I don't, it's probably an exaggeration to say completely different. But, but you know, we watch, especially in the postseason, they have the Fox box that goes up there. How often you see a pitch hit on the line of the box and it's a ball or a strike and then the very next pitch be in the exact same spot and it's called completely different um and i think both hitters and pitchers want that um we've all known that a pitcher with a reputation you know i'll just let's just show max scherzer you know he's got he's a hall of famer that's still pitching he probably is all he's gets an extra inch compared to a, a young rookie coming up and and it's not fair um, right. It's not balanced, and I think it's going to do away with that sort of stuff. So that's why I'm on board with it. As long as the technology's there, we obviously watch golf. You can, I mean, uh, tennis. You know, in or out. Um, it's in. You know, they have the micro trips in football and the National Football League. They don't use it yet, but it's probably coming. Um, you know, where we'll know if it's a touchdown or not. You know what I mean? I think they're still working on it. Um, to be able to make sure of that stuff. And I think it's coming in every sport in some degree. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so let's go over the rule changes real quick. Speaking with Tim Grubbs, voice of the wind surge, you know him back here from the days of the Z's. Um, because, again, there's some rule changes coming in 2023, Rob Manfred says. So there's more things that are going to be coming in 2023. But we got some rule changes this year, including they're still going to place a runner on second and extra innings, but just not, what, in the postseason? Not in the postseason, and I, I think that's the way it always has been. Um, I don't know if anybody actually realized that. Like, I know always we only had this rule for, what, two years, that, you know, once you get to the World, you don't want the World Series decided like that. But uh, an April game or a June game, you know, in Seattle, I mean, let's let's try to speed it up if we can. So, yes, um, postseason play, it's back to normal. If it takes 24 innings, it takes 24 innings. <laughs> okay. Um couple of other rule changes you think that that will be of note for people to watch this year or what? Well, I mean the one thing that there's certain rules I guess they need to get refreshed on what rules are this year and what rules are next year. Mm-hmm. Um the one really good thing with the collective bargaining agreement is that in the past, in order to make a rule change, you had to get a lot you had to dot a lot of I's and cross T's, but now with the new union agreement with the players and the owners, they can, as long as they're on the same page, they can make rule changes every year or make adjustments. I mean, we see it in the other sports. I mean, you see it in the NFL. They're constantly changing right. rules and tinkering things. But we're going to have the no-shift rules going to be coming. We've got larger bases mm-hmm. coming. Is that to, is that to um, kind gonna, of help people from getting stepped on and stuff? That's what they say, but it also... What what the data says is fans want more action. They want more stolen bases. They want more doubles, more triples. 
obviously the bigger bases, it is. I mean, and I'll tell you, I mean, I can put it out on my Twitter. I have the new bases here. Uh-huh. And we stacked it next to the old base. Right. It is. It looks like a huge pizza box. I mean, really? it is it's that substantially bigger. different. <laughs> it is substantially different. It looks so like a all pizza those, box. All those close plays. Yeah. You know, where you're out by an inch, you know, they're probably going to be safe now because the base is bigger. Huh. Um, you know what I mean? And so uh, it is It is a bigger base, obviously, to keep from uh, Mike Trout got stepped on. I guess it was two years ago or three years ago. It is for that as well. And it's for, hopefully, I don't think it's going to bring back 1980s Willie McGee and Vince Coleman stolen bases of <laughs> right. the Cardinals, but... I think they really do want more stolen bases, and they want more doubles and triples. They, you know, one of the things that Commissioner Manfred and all the data says is, you know, we we want less strikeouts, and we mm-hmm. want, you know, really less home runs to some degree, and want more doubles and triples and stolen bases. That's the thing that the people that generates a lot of excitement at the ballpark. Okay. Um, also, the pitch clock—that's going to be something that we'll see here as well this year. So let's go quickly through. Uh, I guess the standings here got three and a half minutes here. Um, when you look at, I guess the, let's start with the American League. It, it seems like everyone is trying to to tell everybody that the Toronto Blue Jays are the team. I, I've heard three weeks, uh, three times this week alone, that the Yankees will be last in the AL East. What do you think of the AL East? Well, I don't think the Yankees will ever finish. You know, not that they haven't, but they're in the same division as Baltimore. They're not going to finish last. But <laughs> Toronto is pretty loaded. Um, they're, they're a pretty good team, obviously, Boston. Yeah, the AL and Tampa, it's hard to read Tampa because you don't really know who the upcoming guys are, you know, because their farm system is so strong. But, uh, you know, I don't believe one bit that the Yankees will finish in last. They still got a pretty good lineup. They're a little bit lacking on pitching, but we all know. Once trades start happening at some point this summer, they'll probably be, and they'll probably have some guys on their farm system that'll end up making their way up. That'll be fine. They're just fine. Okay. Um, how about the central? I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about that. Although I heard Buster Olney today say it's probably going to be better than many people think this year. I think it's going to be a lot better than people think. Detroit really came on strong last year in the second half after being terrible early in the year. They're young. You never know when you have a team like this. I mean, if, if, if I was to say who's your off-the-radar team to do something really big this year, Detroit would be my pick. But at the same time, sometimes you're a year early on that. So, you know what I mean, where it doesn't all come into place. But the Tigers are looking really good. Um, the Twins have made so many moves recently that all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe the Twins will be able to – they're still lacking a little pitching. They might be able to make some hay. And the White Sox, I mean, we saw how great of a year they had last year. They fell flat in the playoffs. But they were a very young team two years ago that I thought was on the come, and they finally came through last year. So I think the AL Central is a very good and very competitive division. All right. Uh, about the West? Astros. Out West, I, I think this is a year for Seattle. Um, the Mariners, who are, I think is the longest franchise to not make the playoffs. I think this, it, it could be in the same boat as I, I don't want to have to repeat myself, but what I just said about Detroit, it could be a year early, but I really think Dale West is kind of weak. You know, Houston's going to take a step back. They're still going to be very good, but I think it could be the year the Mariners have some really good young pitching that Seattle could really come, come apart over there. All right, over in the NL, uh, in the East, uh, already some pitching problems due to injury with the Mets. I mean, they seem to be the fa- – they spent a lot of money this year. 
they spent a lot of money. That's who everybody's thinking is going to be able to win it. Uh, the Mets, um, the Braves are still pretty good. It'll be interesting without Freddie Freeman. You know what I mean? That guy is not just a really good player. He was the clubhouse leader. So uh, I think you texted me earlier that Buster only picked them to win the World Series. I would be shocked. But I still think Atlanta's going to be very good, even without Freddie Freeman. I still think the Mets are still going to probably be pretty good. And the Phillies have a great lineup. I think if the Phillies can just close some games. The Phillies Mm -hmm. bullpen last year was just horrific. And that's the reason why they weren't better than they were. In the Central, everyone thinks the Brewers are the top of the class. Of course, the Cards will be there because they're St. Louis. You and I are battling for the bottom of the division. Who do you think is the bottom of the division? The bottom I got them one in one sixty-one. That's my bar this year. So if we win two games, Tim, I'm going to feel like it's a successful season. I saw the starting lineup today against the Brewers. It is absolutely Iowa. I mean, it's Iowa. I, I, I it's Iowa. And I know there's some like LSU ties and local ties. Uh, some guys like could we be playing this year? But my goodness, man, I don't see it. I think your Cubs are better than the Pirates. So let's oh, just no. say that I I wouldn't be willing to bet you that the Cubs finish behind Pittsburgh this year. But it'll probably even, be pretty close. I, I didn't even leave any time for too. the West because we know it's the Dodgers. So your World Series pick. Your World Series <laughs> pick as we hear the music, sir. Los Angeles Dodgers. Why would I pick somebody else? I don't think I really have to pick out. It's all the time we have for Tim Grubbs. It's not what I wanted to hear. It's the sports hangover. Thank you, Tim. As always, we'll be talking throughout the season. Good luck this year, man, and have fun. Opening day for you is tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy happy opening day. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Sports hangover continues next with Mike Silva on ESPN New Orleans. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle service, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. As always on Thursdays, we enjoy our conversations. College baseball head coaches, Matt Reiser of the Southeastern Lions. Blake Dean's going to join us at 145. And Nichols head coach, Mike Silver, joins us now as he does on Thursday. Sir, thank you for your time as always. How are you? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys having me. We're on the road right now on the bus headed to Houston for another conference weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, had a conference uh, 
weekend, this past weekend, and didn't get the win over McNeese State series-wise, but how important was it to pick up that Sunday win in 10 innings, 8-7? to seven? Yeah, it was huge. You know, I we talk to the guys a lot about they, all the wins count the same, and anytime you get hit sleep the week before, and then you're on the verge of getting swept at home, and just to find a way to salvage the weekend, and you know, those are huge. I think anytime you can get a sleep and then and then never get swept, you can go through a conference, you know, season and not, not get swept at all, and then manage to sleep a couple of weekends you're going to be right in the thick of it down the stretch so it was gigantic for us you know to salvage that and get that win and then coach it just seems like i don't know it's part of maybe the dna on this team so far this year you're getting some late inning heroics again and and getting some big hits timely hits the ones that are walk-off style yeah it's uh i would love to tell you those are enjoyable and i guess they are after the fact (laughs) but i would like to see us get out uh get to a lead and hold one and sustain one for a little while. Maybe we can do that this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it is. Pass off to our kids. They're resilient. They play hard. They play for each other. And we don't ever feel like we're out of a game. And so that's kind of, I guess, fortunately and unfortunately, been our M.O. to this point in the season. So we'll take it. Wins are wins. And that's what I was going to get into. Jaden uh, providing the last walk-off on Sunday that I'm referring to. You had, a, you know, a hits, home runs, different types of things of that nature. But that can kind of sort of create that that belief, as you just mentioned, right, that you're – Never out of a game can still do it, and and maybe it's my turn to to get the the, the game winning or walk off it. I mean, it, baseball it's contagious when that happens, huh? Yeah, you know you got to get comfortable when you're trying to get you know, make a program into a winner again. The biggest thing is getting guys comfortable to play in adverse situations. And you know we gave up a homer in the tenth on Sunday, and you know to be able to come back and find a way to win against the closer at McNeese, as good as any back end guy in our league, and probably one of the better ones in the country, and. Look, Kaler is a freshman. He's a kid out of Hammond, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, for him to come up with a big hit after big hit, he had another big hit for us last night with the bases loaded when things weren't looking good for us. And, you know, how it is, you know, opening day in the big leagues right now. And you'll see it tonight. Some guys just have a knack for coming up in big moments. They're comfortable in that situation. And I think the more guys you have comfortable kind of playing through adversity and playing when it's not looking so good and just continuing to play the game and having mm-hmm. confidence they get the job done, you know, it, it, it builds a confidence in, in your team that they can continue to, to, to fight and find a way no matter what it's looking like. Got that win from Jackson State last night, 9-6 to six over there uh, at home coaching. You didn't need late-inning magic there, but, again, hey, well, a couple wins in a row, it's a win streak, and it's nice to kind of start putting another one together. You had one five in a row before the series loss over the weekend, but these midweek games matter, man. Every win that you can – every number you can change in a win column is big, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the other part of it, too, not just the win, but, you know, these midweeks when you're in the middle of conference, some guys that maybe aren't getting innings over the weekend or we've had some injuries and other guys having to step up. And, you know, we got some really quality outings. And, and we've been getting some more consistency, you know, from our bullpen. And you know, that's hats off to our coaches, you know, make sure those guys are prepared and instilling confidence in them. And that shows growth. And you want to have talent. It's about winning. But ultimately it's about development, too. And, you know, Evan Keith and – Gavin Galley, those are guys that haven't got a ton of innings for us. They came out last night and did a really good job. And then we finished the game with Jay Steering. He starts for us on the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was his bullpen day, and we were able to use him for four outs to get the save. And so, you know, that's huge for us just to have those guys coming in and continue to develop. Hopefully that'll make us, you know, more difficult, I guess, to play against on the weekend. These guys getting confidence on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, Coach, so, yes, you mentioned you're on the bus speaking with Coach Mike Silva of the Colonels, his baseball team. Having a nice season this season with 16 wins and 11 losses. Um, what are you going to face here as you head on over to Houston with HBU? 
they're good. You know, they went on the road and had a chance to sweep McNeese. McNeese had to come back kind of like we did against them on Sunday, you know, to not get swept. And then obviously they lost the series this past weekend at home to New Orleans. But I really think I think there's a lot of parity in our league, and I, I really mm-hmm. think every single weekend you kind of throw the records out the window, and and I think it's going to be extremely challenging. You know, coming on the road, they're very well coached, and obviously Lance Berkman's in his first year just like I am at uh, – and uh, Nichols, you, you kind of feel that they have a vibe over there that they're not afraid of anybody. They've had some really big wins. I think they're lacking consistency at times, like we all are. But it's gonna be really challenging. Anytime you go on the road in conference weekend, you know it's gonna be hard. And so hopefully we can find a way to get the job done. And like I said, we have the injury bug. We got like four or five guys started for us during the season that are out, and two guys at the back end of the bullpen aren't even making the trip. They're out with injuries right now. And so you know it's an opportunity for some young kids or some inexperienced older guys to step up and. Hopefully we can get some confidence and uh, from the, from the outings they had on Wednesday on last night and carry it into the weekend. When, when you when you add what you just did with so many players that are like that, do you manage differently? Do, do you coach differently in yeah. games or a hundred percent? Yeah, a hundred percent. I do. I, I do. I think that you're trying to put your players in a position to be successful, and you're trying to do that consistently. So you want them to walk off the mound with some confidence. Sometimes you know when they haven't had you know, a long track record of success. You want to get them out there, let them experience a little bit of success, match them up in positions that they can have success, then get them out of the game. Let them walk out feeling good about themselves and hand the ball to the next guy, and it shows some trust and belief in them too. Hmm. It, show, it creates some length in your bullpen. I think it creates camaraderie within your team. And, you know, last night, a lot of nights, you go look at our box scores. We used a lot of guys off the bench. So it's huge for us to uh, – you know, to, to use those guys and force those guys into some adverse situations for growth, not just for this year, but for the future as well. So 100% we manage it different, um, but that's just part of it. You got to make, you have to adapt. We talked to the players about adapting. And as a coach, you have to adapt as well. So we're trying to continue to do that. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, those, those innings and that, those valuable lessons and those moments, they build confidence in a track record over time. And so hopefully that helps our guys out in our program. You know, coach, we, we saw Mike in basketball, uh, it come down to you and Owen Nichols, literally the last game of the year. I'm looking at the standings in the Southland. You mentioned parity. I, Northwestern State, 15 wins. Nichols, 16 wins. UNO, 16. McNeese, 16. Corpus Christi, 15. UIW, 12. And Southeastern, you know, suffered an eight-game losing streak to have 11 wins. But you know how competitive they can be with Coach Reiser. So I, it, this is going to go down to probably the last weekend. 100%. You know, you look and you look at a team like Southeastern. Yeah, they've had a skip. They're really good. And, Everybody is in our league. You know, Corpus went on the road, and, and, and they beat Nebraska on the road. You know, um, UNO went to Oklahoma and won that series. They're well-coached. They're good teams. It's been a really good baseball league for a lot of years. I don't see that changing. Mm-hmm. And there's some really good coaches and really good players in our league. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think what you said, I think it's going to come down to the last week and probably the last game to decide this thing. And we have to be prepared to endure that and overcome some injuries, some adversity. But that makes it fun. I think it's fun for the fans. And sure. It's definitely fun to coach. Uh, it's not good for your nerves sometimes, but that's part of it. <laughs> well, and coach, you look in your first season here too. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of all you could really hope for and ask for, right? That you're you and your team are are in the mix. I mean, whether it's this weekend series, a midweek game, you just want to be in the mix. Yeah, we talked to the guys about that when we got the job here. The whole staff sat down and we sat down with our players. Ultimately, when you're coaching, you want to put your team in a position the last month of the season you know, to have a chance to win it. Whether you do or not, you want to be playing meaningful games down the stretch the last month of the season. And I think if we continue to progress and get better, we're going to be in that position. That's all you can ask for. Whether you get the job done or not, you're in position, keeps everybody engaged, and it continues to move the program in the right direction. 
Yep, no doubt about it. Coach, appreciate the time, especially being on the bus on your way to Houston. Safe travels, 2 p.m. tomorrow, 1 p.m. on Saturday, 2 p.m. on Sunday, and then Tuesday at Southern before next week, before Easter. You will be playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, another Southland Conference uh, weekend series. Well, I guess Northwestern State, of course, Easter weekend. Thank you, Coach. Uh, safe travels and bring home some W's. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care, man. Appreciate you again. Thanks. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. Blake Dean of the UNO Privateer is going to join us at 145. Hopefully put him in that rotation here as well. I enjoy this. I love talking to the coaches and kind of getting a, an idea of what's going on with them as we get closer. We're in April now, right? And then May, May is around the corner. That's just it. But I do have to interrupt that conversation before we go to break, buddy, before we go to break. Gentlemen, please rise. Remove your hats. Ladies, get off the telephones for a second as uh, we need to pay our respects. Shams Sharania, the athletic, has just tweeted... That the Lakers' LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook are all listed as out tonight against the Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen, Nomas has, has uh, taken over the Lakers. There is uh, no need to play. <laughs> it is over. Unless, <laughs> unless they do play on Saturday and Sunday, at least LeBron does, to try to get the scoring title. Just, just letting you know, Travis, I need to know. I, I'm assuming all of these days off, he didn't play the last couple of games in which, you know, they actually needed him to stay alive. Um, he's, he's done there. So, so there you go. For you Laker fans out there, that, is that the official, buddy? Is that normally how, like, you play the taps, right? I mean, at the very end before you, you start throwing the dirt on the cast. Oh, my goodness. I am enjoying it. You can't make me not. That's what it is. Blake Dean coming up at 145. Open segment next. We can go back and touch on what we were doing in hour number one. LeBron yesterday on the shop said, I'd like to play with Steph Curry. Steph Curry said, nah, I'm good. It's kind of led me to just, you know, I mean, would you want LeBron right now? Right now. If he had said last night on the shop, I want to play with Zion or Brandon Ingram, and I want to be a Pelican. Are you calling today saying make it happen? Or are you like me? I'm like, I'm good. Like Steph Curry. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. He's got you. That's what he's got. That's what he's got. Hey, what do you got that I ain't got? Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa.
Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student-athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. What do you say, Pels fans? Your team's 17 and a half point favorites over the Portland Trailblazers tonight. Josh Hart with the team. Um, maybe a little tribute video, huh? Before the introductions here, you saw the introductions and the Round of applause that was given to C.J. McCollum when he showed back up in Portland last week. Hopefully this game is not as tight as the others, and that's not being disrespectful to Portland. Pels need to go take care of business, though, right? Portland, the Blazers, it's about next year. Dame time, fantastic. Pelicans, it's as simple as simple can get. You have a one-game lead on the San Antonio Spurs, and you've got to win at the very minimum. I think the two games that you have at home, Golden State on Sunday, you got this one here. You, you, you do that, you know, things should be good, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. But just take care tonight, huh? Take care tonight. That's all I'm saying. But as we played earlier, this was, in case you had no idea what I'm talking about, LeBron yesterday on his show, The Shop, they, they released a, a, a segment. It's just like a teaser trailer. It's not even the whole discussion. So you knew what was going to happen. You brought it to the world. You know? Sure. Who else you want to play with? Um, in today's game, man, that's in today's game, but Steph Curry. Yeah, that's the one. Steph Curry's the one Steph. that I want to play with, for sure, in today's game. All time. Um, it's crazy, man. I love Scottie Pippen, bro. Really? Yeah, Scottie was like, this like, I mean, obviously MJ was crazy, cold. Kobe would have been another one. But like, Scottie Pippen and Penny Hardaway was like my two. Because I seen myself in them. Same how Asia just said what she just said. Like, I saw myself in Pippen and Penny. Tall guards, point forward, get everybody involved, defend all type of positions. But, like, right now, Steph. Why Steph? Man, I love everything about that guy. And that mother- <laughs> left, left. Yeah. Lethal. Yeah, Lethal, boy, man. When, Steph, when he get out of his car, you better guard him right from the moment 
he pulls up to the arena. As soon as he get out of his car, you better oh, guard him. Oh, sorry, guard him. Yeah, better guard him. Car. You might want to get. The, you might want to guard him when he get out of the bed. The parking deck. Swear oh, to God, he's serious. He's serious. Please guard him as soon as he yeah, got soon the car. Don't let him. Don't let him touch that 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 little carpet right there. I love Luca. He's my favorite. Luca Cole. Luca Bam. But he like. Yeah, there you go. And then Steph Curry, Ken, I'm going to get to you in a quick second. He had this response. This was last night, and he was doing a, a podcast, and he was asked uh, about the comments from LeBron James. Boy said, <laughs> who? Uh-oh. You hear what your boy said? Who, my boy? Take a listen. Who else you want to play with? Um, In today's <laughs> game, Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry's the one that I want to play with. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? Hey, he might want to play with you next weekend now. That is phenomenal. <laughs> when did he say that? Was that on the shop? Yeah. I guess the latest one, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got his, we, we got his wish, so he's the captain. He's picked me the last two uh, All-Star games, so I don't know if that suffices, but I'm good right now. How's that make you feel, though? Good right now. I mean, whenever you get the... Uh, the interest or curiosity of what it would be like to play with a, arguably, a, you know, MVP kind of caliber dude like he is and the greatest of all time. Cool. Like, it's amazing. Right. Um, we all can live in that fantasy world though. It is fantasy world and now I'm good twice. Ken, thank you for holding on. What do you got for us on the sports hangover today? Yeah. Do you think that AD will be at the game tonight wearing his that's all folks t-shirt? <laughs> Well, I mean, look, I I will say you're probably one of the best dressed or interestingly dressed uh, trio sitting on the bench watching a game today between Westbrook and who who always is known for his his clothing when he walks into games. LeBron and AD as of late has really stepped it up. I mean, he's like Milan. I mean, he is just my goodness. He he loves living in L.A. Man, I can tell you. I might. You know what? Thank you, Ken, for calling. I'm looking forward to this. I, I want to. I can't wait to see the photos tonight of them all three sitting and watching an NBA game while the Pelicans play for something. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. You see, I, I couldn't be an owner because I would be tempted. You know how uh, when you have a big game in football, NFL, or the NBA that they pass out T-shirts mm-hmm. so everybody can have the same <laughs> colors on. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm buying about 15,000. That's all t-shirts to pass out to the fans tonight. If that would have happened, if that would have happened, if that would have been like the play-in game next week, could you imagine? Because, look, I, I've seen, I think, Pels Pro Talk. There's a couple of, of people that are, are active on social media to cover the Pels and, and have a, a bunch of guys that, that cover the team and follow the team. Uh, they've printed out, that's all folk shirts. So... Um, it exists. <laughs> there, there, there's that's all folks shirts with Pelican uh, stuff on it that exists, you know, unofficially. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that what that does is that solidifies the New Orleans Pelicans that we will now be in the lottery and that we have an opportunity to uh, get a top four pick. I don't say that we will, but mm-hmm. we have that opportunity to pick no worse than what eight maybe or so. Yeah, right now, right now, the season ended today, eight. And, uh, as you know, those ping pong balls, hey, man, I'll go eight to five or whatever. I mean, Schmidt Dua, we had him on earlier this week, man. Go ahead. We in the ping pong balls. We in that game. 
So, amen. I tell you what, I must be honest. I'm going to uh, confess. I was dogging. I was dogging. Uh, what's his name? Our GM. Well, the GM is Trajan Langdon. The VP of Basketball Ops is David Griffin. So you're probably referring to Griffin. Yeah. I'm dogging David. I've been mm-hmm. dogging David uh, in my own mind and sure. verbally. Yeah. About how he was doing it up. But I must admit, he is now, after the trade of uh, getting a CJ here, mm-hmm. he has come out smelling like a rose. Some of it to his own ingenuity. Yeah. And. And other half is to the stupidity of the late, you know, a combination. But it all came together on a positive note for the New Orleans Pelicans, and mm-hmm. that's basically what it's all about. I will say this, and I said this in the off season and at the end of last year, right? Um, you, there's no other way that you can't have and share that blame. I mean. Some of the reasons for the criticism, some of the reasons for the lack of communication or distrust or yeah. whatever when it comes to Zion was absolutely, you know, his fault. And what, what I would say and what I said at the beginning of the uh, the offseason last year when the, everything ended is, all right, it, you know, one of one of the things you have to do, like, you know, it's a terrible way to look at it because rehab is a serious thing if you're if you're in rehab. You have problems and, yeah. and hopefully you can, you can help yourself. But, you know, it's the one thing that pops in my head quickly that everyone I think can understand. And it's, you have to, you have to understand you have a problem. And that's what I said last off season and all off season. Um, when the season ended last year, I was like, okay, you have to be able to say it didn't work. And, you know, the season ends. There, there's a presser with Stan Van Gundy. And then a couple of days later or whatever, it's like, no, you, you're fired. And, and he moved on. But you have to be able to say that. How many teams, organizations, man, in our time, Ken, have we seen that don't know that they have the problem, that don't think, oh, it's just going to be fixed or this? And, you know, I it, 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 it almost does take a bit of courage from this aspect because you know the second you're going to fire that coach again, the narrative is what it was. Oh, my goodness, it's the yeah. third head coach yeah. in three seasons. <laughs> and. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. The dysfunctionality. You have, you know, JJ. You, I don't trust that guy. You have Josh Hart. I'd rather not play basketball. Like, you know, though, you have to make the changes and the moves. And then, you know, he made the, I mean, if he's trying to fix it. And, and look, it's his last, I mean, hurrah. I mean, if, if it wouldn't have worked, it wouldn't have fixed. I don't think he would have been here. So, but that was his job this year. It didn't work. Was broken yep. and needs fixed. Well, here we uh, are in the plane. History, history tells us that what you're speaking of is the New Orleans Saints from yep. the uh, early seventies through the eighties. Yeah, but we no. talked about the ability <laughs> to overcome a mistake and that you become shell shot. Mm-hmm. That that is what New Orleans Saints used to be. So thank God we're on the right track with them. Uh, no doubt, Griff. Uh, evidently. He prayed a lot, and the Lord answered the prayers really not of some who jumped in that he did. So, you know, if he wasn't, a, if you didn't believe in God, you should now. <laughs> I love it. Divine Correct. intervention Lord to get the Pels into the postseason. Hey, man, I'll take it, dude. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. All right, man. Enjoying the show. Appreciate it, Ken. Thank you for the phone call. 800-998-1003. So that's... Um, that's what happened there. Vince Carter, by the way, was asked a little bit ago about 
the whole situation with LeBron? My thing with LeBron is if you play with Luka, Luka is a ball-dominant guard. LeBron's a ball-dominant guard, just like everybody else who's come in with him who's who, who needs the ball. Let's say Russell Westbrook, a guy who needs the ball in his hand. Well, are you willing to sacrifice a little bit for the good uh, of Luka Doncic or, or Steph Curry and allow those guys to still be the stars? There it is. And, you know, we can't have a show when it comes to LeBron and Curry. If, of course, we don't have Brian Windhorse's take. This is something that's gone back to before last season. Uh, Steph was a pretty serious rival of LeBron's, and all of a sudden he changed his tone, and I think it was related to the fact that Steph was an upcoming free agent. Subsequently, he signed a massive contract to pretty much end his career in Golden State, so I'm not so focused on that. Um, I'm sure they'd love to play together, but it's not functional, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> Again, Steph Curry himself. Now I'm good. <laughs> I, look, I, 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 I legitimately would just, I don't know if I would pull the trigger from the Pels. You know, on the shop last night, I want to play with Zion. Um, I want to play with B.I., which could have, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if i do it at this point in his career. At this point. But it is interesting, like Jay Williams said earlier this morning, about if he was to do that, if he was to go somewhere else, would he be seen the same way as Durant? There are a lot of people that give Kevin Durant grief, you know, for leaving OKC. A team that he took to the finals, helped take to the finals. And yet, you know, left. Do you think it would be the same kind of anger, vitriol, if LeBron left the Lakers to go to Golden State? No. What? Because no. he's older. It would be and worse. And it's been done before already. Yeah. It's, it's been, been done before. Done. It it's would be worse. No, it's been done, Jay. This, if this were to happen, if, if that hypothetically were to happen, you're telling me the day after the Lakers get eliminated, LeBron is sending a subliminal message to Steph Curry, and then LeBron would leave the Laker organization that Laker didn't fans. make the play-in tournament to go partner with Laker. Golden State. You're telling me that wouldn't be the biggest deal in probably Laker. NBA history? There you go. I think it would for sure. Quick break. We come back. We'll give Blake Dean a buzz. He's the head coach of the UNO Privateers. Check in on his baseball team as on Thursdays. I'd like to focus a little bit on college baseball. Coming up next hour, about 16 minutes, the graph, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. The sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. 
markets. Views like home. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. And man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. On Thursdays, as we mentioned, going into the break, we like to talk a little college baseball. Coach Matt Reiser came on 1245, talked about his Lions getting one. In the bottom of the ninth yesterday, the Colonels looking to go on the road and take on HBU. Now we talk to privateer head coach Blake Dean. About his privateers. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, man. Thank you for your time today. Um, 16 and 10 on the season, and you've had to kind of deal with some different things, obviously the baseball stuff, but how difficult is it to have a couple of games already on your schedule postponed or canceled earlier uh, or late last month, right? Uh, I think it was the Cajuns that was postponed and then Southern this week alone. How difficult is that? Oh, it's, it's wearing me out, honestly. Uh, you know, these midweek games are, are tough to get in with the weather we've been getting, especially right. down here with, you know, the tornadoes. And, I mean, I was looking at it next week. We got more rain. So, and there's not there's not a lot of room to, to play makeup games because otherwise we'd be playing double midweeks in conference. So, it's just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. But we try to get in as many games as we can. See, Coach, when you play with the Tigers, who's just a player, right? You just showed up when you were supposed to and you play. And now as a head coach, you got to play meteorologist as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, ch- I check the weather almost every day. <laughs> it's about the first thing I do as a as a hitter. You know, a guy likes the guys who can hit. I mean, the first thing I do every morning is wake up, check the wind on the game day, see if it's blowing out or if it's blowing in. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when you look at it from that perspective. Um, give us a midway point, I guess, almost of the season. As it's crazy to think we're April seventh. When we first talked, it was the Thursday before the season started. So from then to now, what have you found out about your team? Well, I can, uh, you know, we, we can hit pretty good. And we're a pretty good hitting team. And I think we're, as of, you know, the other, I, you know, a couple of days ago when I looked, we were leading the, the conference in hitting. We got the three top RBI guys in the conference. Uh, and we're in an offense that can be pretty explosive. You know, sometimes we'll go out there. And again, we're very wind driven. You know, if it's a neutral wind or the wind's mm-hmm. blowing out, we, we can really run some balls out of the park, hit some doubles. And, you know, but again, on the lake, when the wind blows in, it, it kind of changes things. Uh, Defensively, we're we're playing very well defensively. I think we lead the conference in defense as well. So I think we've almost turned 30 double plays. I know at one time we were two in the country in double plays turned. So that side of things, we're doing well. You know, and we're just trying to figure out that pitching side still. You know, we're giving up some runs, uh, walking a couple too many guys, but just kind of working through that and still trying to figure out that right combination at the end of the game. Still there, coach, by, um, was it one, one hundredth of a point? You guys are batting 283. McNeese 282 uh, as a team. But look, obviously one of the things that you, you touched to with us in the past is about just 
kind of arms you were going to have and try to replace a, a lot of those guys there as well. Trial by fire, right? A lot of times those innings is the only way you can learn and kind of see how good they can be. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, you, you always hope by the time you get in the conference, you've got to, you know, you kind of filter through it a little bit and figured it out. But, you know, that hadn't been the case. I mean, we started off the year really well, beat Kansas 2-3, or three, went on the road, took 2-3 or three from Oklahoma, you know, and had some big wins. And then we go out against Northwestern State, open a weekend and drop 2-3, or three, you know. And it's just games that we had chances to win. We just couldn't, you know, we couldn't put it all together. So it's still trying to figure that pitching side out. Because, uh, again, it's, it's easy for the first six innings. But then, you know, the last three, kind of where it gets a little hairy and trying to figure out that right combination, who can get it done for us. Speaking with Blake Dean, head coach of the UNO Privateers, as couldn't get a good game in this week, but they were going to host McNeese coming in this weekend. Before I ask you specifically about them, I was just talking a little bit with Coach Silva here as well about the conference. When you take a look at the standings, Coach, there are a lot of teams that basically have the same amount of wins, right? Northwestern State with 15, Nichols 16, you guys 16, McNeese 16, Corpus Christi 15. Is this conference what you expected this year? Yeah, you know, and again, it's this way year in and year out, right? You know, and it's we lost some of the Texas schools, but, I mean, the conference as a whole is so tough. I mean, again, it's it's very tough. I mean, if you can go around the conference this year and just look at some of the wins, Corpus, you know, beat uh, Nebraska two or three, you know, Southeastern has beat Ole Miss and Arkansas. I mean, just go around and look at it. It's tough. It really is tough. I mean, these teams are tough. They battle. You know, and they just play hard. You know, not that other teams don't, but it's just, it's a conference that it's just, it's a grind. You know, it's always a grind and there's never any given games, which makes it so tough. When you take a look at also, you know, Southeastern went through a losing streak here, but there's still 11 wins. And you know what those games are going to be sort of like, but I, I feel like every midweek or weekend game, when I follow you guys on social media, there's late inning heroics. It is, is not only what you just talked about, how tough the conference is as a game, but do you kind of feel this year it almost seems like there's a lot of games being won in extra innings or in the bottom of the ninth? Yeah, yeah, as a whole, you look around it. I mean, again, it's it seems like everyone's kind of facing the same adversity. They're right. trying to, you know, figure out that closer, figure out, you know, uh, can't walk guys, can't get free passes. I mean, like I said, it's tough to kind of get through this grind of a season and, and put all of it together, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're trying to win. They're trying to win. Mm-hmm. You know, injuries, you know, people getting sick. There's so many variables. But, again, that's where you just got to figure out how to get it done. All right. The Cowboys are your opponents coming up this weekend over there on the lakefront uh, tomorrow night, 6.30, Saturday, 2 o'clock, Sunday, 1 o'clock. What can you tell us about them? Oh, good ball club, right? They, You know, they're, <laughs> like you said, uh, right behind us in hitting. They, they're mm-hmm. leading the conference in pitching. They play as tough as heck every single year. I mean, I think. You know, since I've been here, they've kind of wore us out a little bit. You know, we we got to kind of turn the tides a little bit and try to separate. You know, we split with them last year in that four-game set, but they're a good ball club. You know, uh, uh, Justin does a great job with those guys. They pitch well, got good starting arms, very versatile on offense. They can steal bases. You know, they've they've had the, uh, you know, in the past, they've had a couple guys that can hit it on the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Got a good closer. So, again, the ball club to where if you, if you make mistakes, you keep them close. Uh, you know, you got to, you got to, you'll end up losing the ball game, but. You separate a little bit, then obviously that changes things. About to wrap up here with Blake Dean, head coach of the UNO Privateers. You know, coach next weekend is Easter weekend, so the weekend series is a day earlier, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Southeastern. 
We'll try to get a hold of you before then to kind of go into that preview series. But before then, Tuesday, Tulane, another game in the Pelican Cup as well. You guys beat them in the first game of that series this year. You know, I've called a few of those. I just feel like it's such a highly contested uh, game there. But they, they had like one of those rare games. What that, six errors in an inning or something like that in the first? Yeah, well, yeah, they, I don't think they made a ball. They didn't make a ball in the first, but yeah, they made six errors. Right, you know, right. and they weren't fielding errors. They were just, you know, throwing errors. And again, you know, uh, coming in, they were, you know, building percentage was very high. They had made a lot of errors. And mm-hmm. again, you make mistakes. Most of the time, you end up paying for it, you know, right. and that's one advantage for us is we play on a natural surface. So our guys play on that, you know, and then it's easier to transition from, you know, a dirt field to turf, you know, but it's a little different. You know, there's more variables, obviously, on a dirt field than, than mm-hmm. with the turf. So, could have been something to do with that, or it just could have been an off day for him. But either way, I'm glad we found him on an off day. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, I, it's interesting you brought that up, so I'll just ask you. Do, do you prefer a dirt field over turf? Is that something that you have a say in and, or eventually go to an artificial surface? Do you care for it or not? And I, I've heard different advantages to it, that it maybe evens out the fielding. In this case, maybe that was a case in point. When you have that artificial service, teams that maybe don't feel as well are better fielders because of the true hops. Whereas an all natural surface, you have to be good with the glove. Yeah, I mean, I think there's many advantages to, to it and many disadvantages. I mean, obviously, the advantage of, of turf is, you know, you never really lose a practice day unless it's, you know, rains for, you know, through the practice time. Otherwise, you can get out there, you can use it whenever you want, you can use the outfield, the infield. You know, with ours, again, the, the biggest struggle I face is waking up every day and checking the weather <laughs> to see if we're going to have to put the tarp on, take the tarp off, right. wake our players up, get them out there three hours early to, you know, to, to dump it. And, you know, it's just, there's so many struggles to it. But, you know, as a, as just a baseball guy, personally, I don't think anything looks better than a, than a striped up baseball field with, you know, fresh cut grass and then, mm-hmm. you know, watered infield. It doesn't get much better than that. So I, I like it. And our field guy does a great job with it. Uh, he does a really, really good job, and it just makes it—it it just makes it look so much better to me. Blake, I'll just ask you this, man, and let you go. And again, thank you for your time today. But obviously, you're in this game, you're in the sport, you're doing what you're doing because you love baseball. You still get excited on opening day when the majors get going. To be honest with you, I don't really watch much baseball, right. uh, and that just—it baffles people. I'm—I I'm, <laughs> spend a lot of my time doing cooking and uh, fishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like for me, like I'm, I'm actually sitting in my office right now. And I got the Masters on, so yep, I'm watching Tiger. You Come know, on. that, that fires on. me up. Get in there, get <laughs> yeah. in there, get in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're hey. both watching to see if that was a birdie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's you know he's a one under right now. So you know, again, he's playing well. I, I like watching that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm around baseball every day, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy watching it. But I just enjoy doing stuff outside of baseball when I get the opportunity to, and fishing is one, is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Coach, I'm with you the same way. I mean, a lot of people ask me, do I listen to radio? I'm like, I talk for three hours a day on every other thing sports. Like that first hour afterwards, I'm playing with my five-year-old. I get in the backyard. I, I do something other than sports, you know? But I get it, man. Well, look, uh, I appreciate the time. We're going to try to stay in touch here throughout the season, as we said. On Thursdays, we like to focus on college baseball and give you guys uh, a chance to talk about your team and your players. Sounds good, Gus. Man. I appreciate you having me on. Yep, for sure. Follow Coach over on Twitter at bdean34 personally, and of course the Privateers at Privateers BSB. And if you want to go to the school's athletic website, it's unoprivateers.com. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yep, for sure. All right, so our two is in the books. When we come back, Todd Graffinini, voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Um, 
back in the day, now made his way over to the Pelicans and is calling postseason action for the first time. That is tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow next week. And he is going to talk to us a little bit about that day. We have the dates. It is Wednesday, and it's 8.30. Wednesday, 8.30 is the game against the Spurs. It's either New Orleans or San Antonio. That's still to be determined, the location. But we know it's Wednesday at 8.30. That's next on ESPN New Orleans. We're proud to announce we've received HealthGrade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. 